Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. Dre Just Move. We are back. This is day four of four. This has been a, a historic week of content here over on the channel and, and on the podcast as a whole, and I do appreciate that because there was times we could barely get one one-on-one, let alone four in a week. And it just amazes me still that here we are now. They're having a kind of a kind of a, a little bit, a little bit of a, of a of a backlog here in terms of one on one, but that that only means good things for us, and, and of course that would could not be possible without the support of you all. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, before I bring on my guest, I'm gonna quickly go over the roster because I have been waiting until a little bit after spring, because you know post spring is when some guys transfer and and. and Shifting and stuff happens. So I went online last night. So this is the most updated roster on Broncos Sports. As always, I go with scholarship guys and or guys that I know have played more than in blowouts. Uh, just to give you a rough idea of what we have. So we're going to go from quarterback on down to punter. So quarterback uh, remains the same. Stephon Brown, J.D. Geneva, Caleb Allen. At running back, there's Jace Gardner and Peyton Scott now. So there's just two scholarship guys, to my knowledge, until the freshman get here. A receiver, you have Johnny Marzell, the fourth, Peyton Loss, Jimmy on Dangerfield, Terrell Davis, Diego Richards, H-back Dante McGee, Dominic Dunn, offensive line, Cooper McCoy, Jordan Overson, Jamal Ronas, Hector Becerra, Lane Grantham, Noah Dobson, Lyndon Evans and Montreal Lee on the defensive line. You got Malcolm Pope Jr., Noah West, Zane Adams, Mason Givens, Hunter Largen, Vaca, Michael Slater, Robert Fuentes, Jordan Levu, Montreal Cozart, and Evan Reigns. At linebacker, Jason Harris, Bryce Reed, Marlo Hughes, and Jaden Mullen. And then in the secondary, Jonathan Mosley, Dylan Buckheit, Tavis McDonald, Kobe Stevens, Kaisha Murray Jr., Raekwon Wicks, Trayvon Craig, Mark Goldsby, a kicker, Nikki Corvado, and then punter, both Phelps and Francisco Moreno. So that's just a quick overview there of what we're working with. I know they're still out there hitting the recruiting trail because there's actually been some transfers that have followed me. There's a linebacker uh, out of a Juco in Texas that, uh, that has committed. And then there's also a tight end 
they got out of the portal and also follows me over there on Twitter. So I think at some point it would be beneficial uh, to come on here and kind of give a brief overview about who they have gotten so far in the transfer market. But uh, that's just something to keep keep in mind here as we head and they head into summer, summer, summer workouts. And then obviously when we come on for the season preview, uh, we would have a, a fresh updated roster at that time. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma co-offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, and wide receiver coach James Curley. Coach, thank you for taking time this afternoon to talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is James Curley, uh, 27 years old. I grew up in Round Rock, Texas, just outside of Austin. Uh, played at Round Rock High School, then went on to play at Hastings College, uh, where I actually got my first start in coaching as a student coach right after I finished up, and then went on to ACU, where I started as the assistant wide receivers coach and was moved to the tight ends coach for three years and had the wide receivers there for one more year. And now I'm here at UCO, ready to go. Uh, now, during your time at Hastings College, you would have what we described as a storied career. I think your second all time catches fourth in yards, uh, you, you were multiple-time team captain, multiple-time all-conference. So what, what if, if you were to describe your your um, playing career, like your play style, what, what would you describe it as? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think the best way to put up my time at – putting words, my time at Hastings College was it was just a great experience. I was blessed to have great coaches, which made me better than what I actually was. And – um, you know, I had great teammates that also made me a better person and a better teammate and player. And so, you know, whenever I look at my career at Hastings, I was very fortunate to whenever I chose to go to Hastings, I went to a place that I knew that I had the opportunity to play. And, you know, whenever that opportunity presented itself, I was able to do something with it. Uh, so, you know, that kind of sums up my time at Hastings. And I tried to be a good football player and win accolades uh, my time there, which is great. Uh, now you you also had a ninety nine yard touchdown catch. So like, what? How how, how did that? What was that? What was that play? You know, uh, we had a post called. Uh, sure enough, defense blew the coverage. I was able to, I was able to take it to the house. What a lot of people don't tell you is I got caught at the one and got fell into the end zone. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, I was. Uh, you know, it was a really cool experience. You know, setting that record there, Hastings, and you know, a record that can't be beat. Unless they start to change the field on us, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it was it was a good deal, man. It was a lot of fun, and you know everything kind of played out well. O line had great blocking up front, quarterback threw a great football, and then I was just barely fast enough to score. <laughs> uh, okay, so your your playing career ends, and then you go into coaching. So what 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 led you into coaching? Uh, you know, one thing that I thought always kind of drew me to coaching was even through high school, I was doing uh, peer and mentoring uh, training where we were actually in the middle school and working with kids. And whenever I got into college, you know, I went into business administration to start and I hated it. And so, you know, I got back into what I loved, which was mentoring uh, individuals. And so I got my ed uh, teacher's certificate and was a master's or major in education and I just loved working with kids and realized how much I loved the game of football and my experience at Hastings. And that just kind of drew me into wanting to go the college route for uh, coaching. 
and, and what what was that transition like for you going from a player to now a coach? Um, you know, I think growing up, my grandfather was a coach. My dad always coached me. And so, um, you know, and I was blessed to have great coaches through high school and college. So I had great examples of what it meant to be a coach and what that looked like. And so whenever I was done playing, my body told me I was ready to be done. And so I was ready to make that transition. And I think, um, you know, one thing that I got from playing that helped in coaching was work ethic. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no cheating the system. You have to work hard if you want to be a great player and you have to work hard if you want to be a great coach. And so that, that carried over a lot. I think more of the true mentorship and teaching of the game obviously was the biggest uh, transition from being a player, you know, where whenever you're a player, you're, you have friends that you love on the team and you can have, you know, conversations with. And as a coach, you know, there's, it's business, you know, your, your life depends on these kids. And so I think that transition from understanding from friendship to coach was probably the biggest change for me um, from that standpoint. Um, so, so what, what, what would you say was the biggest challenge for you uh, when you started, when you first got into, into coaching? Yeah, well, Hastings, it was funny. So a lot of my friends were actually still on the team when I first got into coaching. So uh, you know, going from being friends with them to then actually to actually having to coach them was probably the biggest thing. But uh, the amount of knowledge, you know, how much knowledge as a player that I have versus how much I've seen coaches have, you know, that was probably the biggest challenge is I found out really quick that I really didn't know a whole, whole lot. Um, you know, I knew I knew stuff that I had been taught from, you know, wide receiver play, pass game. But whenever you started talking about a run game, that's stuff I never really had to worry about and just. So the amount of knowledge that I needed to gain to help myself get to the point of where I need to be a good football coach. And, and, and how long do you feel like it took you to get to that point where you felt like you became a, a good football coach? Uh, you know, I, I still am trying to learn every single day and grow every single day. Um, you know, I think whenever I got to work with Coach Doral uh, up front, whenever I took over the tight ends, I really started to broaden my horizon as a coach because that's whenever I really dove into run game um, and everything else. And I think that really helped my growing as a coach and just helped me understand all 11 versus just wide receivers. And, you know, so that helped a lot whenever I started to make that transition and working with special teams through ACU also helped. And so I've gained a lot of knowledge through that. Nowhere near where I want to be. Obviously, I want to continue to grow every single day and, um, but I feel like I'm on the right path to still becoming a good and greater coach. Uh, now, so how how did you first? Um, I, I guess how, how did how did you first meet Coach Doral, and what was that process like of, of joining his staff at Abilene Christian? Yeah, so uh, kind of a funny story. The guy that recruited me to Hastings College actually was a GA for Coach Doral for seven years. Um, and that guy that recruited me left after my freshman year at Hastings and I'd always stayed in touch with him. JB Brown, he was the linebackers coach at ACU. And, um, when coach Doral got hired, sure enough, they were looking for a guy from central Texas that had worked with wide receivers. And, uh, at the time I was finishing up my coaching career at Hastings and looking for something else. And, uh, when coach Doral got hired at ACU, JB called me, it was like, Hey, I know this is wild, but I'm taking a job here at ACU and we're looking for a guy that knows wide receiver stuff that's young and 
um, is from Central Texas. And are you interested in a job? And I was like, heck yeah. And uh, sure enough, I interviewed with Coach Doral. Um, he gave me the opportunity to come down there and work as the assistant wide receivers coach. And after that, that's a wrap. <laughs> so, okay, so what is – what has it been like to, to, to learn from a from a guy like Coach Doral who has won national championships, has had a lot of success? What has that been like being able to learn under him? Uh, it's, it, you know, you can't even really put it into words how phenomenal it's been to learn from him. And just you look at the guys that he's, you know, through his career that he's worked with and who he's, you know, mentored as a young coach and everything else. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is he teaches us more than just being a football coach. He teaches us how to be a good young man, how to, you know, handle budgets, you know, how to handle administration, you know, through all that standpoint. And so, you know, the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from him, not only just in football, but, you know, all the administrative things that come with it and how to handle certain situations. Um, he's extremely transparent with us on that stuff because he wants us to go out at one day and be head coaches. And so just the amount of things I've learned from him is phenomenal. And it's, you know, I'm very fortunate and, you know, you can't talk about a better guy to learn from a guy that's, you know, at his time in Northwest out of his six years of being a head coach, he won three national titles, you know, it's a very impressive record. Um, so, okay. So the, your time at Abilene Christian comes to an end. So then talk about how you then uh, went from, from there to then following coach Doral here now at UCO. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever everything finished up there at ACU, you know, we were obviously looking for jobs and, um, coach Doral called me and, uh, was like, Hey, listen, there's, there's this opportunity that could present itself here in the next couple of days. Um, you know, whenever he was waiting to find out to be that coach and he called me and asked if I wanted to go with him, if it happened. And you know, I still believe in coach Doral and everything that he preaches and, you know, our core values are selfless stuff and discipline. And I believe in that. And, you know, one thing that, I think really helped that decision and me wanting to come join him here at UCO is not only is he a great football coach, he's won a ton of football games, he's also a great man, um, you know, and so the quality of life, he's family oriented, you know, whenever something goes wrong in your family and you need to up and leave, he's 100% supportive. And, you know, I think that really helped persuade me wanting to come with Coach Doral and come work for him as well because of just how much, one, I care for Coach Doral, but also I know what what he believes, what he's going to preach. And those are things that I believe in um, myself. And so kind of led to the transition of coming to UCO. And I knew I'd get to work with the wide receivers again, which I love doing, um, which has been awesome. So I was ready to get here to UCO. Okay. So you, uh, you mentioned getting to work with the receivers. So um, you, you, you had your first spring now to kind of evaluate, get to know the guys. So what do you like about the group that you inherited? Yeah, I think uh, one of the coolest things about the group that I inherited was they were just, they were hungry to learn. Um, you know, that's one thing that they wanted. They wanted to learn, you know, all this sort of drill work, why we do certain things. And that made it a lot of fun as a coach, because sometimes whenever you come in, it's a new coach, you can get a lot of backlash um, and everything else. And that wasn't the case. They were very accepting. Uh, it was a group that wanted to learn. They wanted to be pushed. They wanted to be held to a certain standard. And so I was able to implement a lot of those things. And, you know, once I started working with them again and see the skill set, like we have good size in our room. We have good speed. Uh, we have guys that can catch the football and have big playability. And so that's what made it really exciting was whenever I got in there, I didn't feel like it was a talentless room. 
it was a room that had talent that just needed to be refined and you know they're starting to show out and i'm super excited for this fall and what they can do uh and and, and looking at it there i think there's there's a few upperclassmen but there's only one senior and that is johnny Bazel the fourth uh he came on here a while back and he mentioned about how uh he he needed to step up as a leader have you have you seen that from him uh so far and if you have is he progressing as, as as you would as you would like from that standpoint yeah he's uh for one johnny's done a great job um he's been a leader of our room uh my biggest challenge with him was to be vocal um as we've kept going through the spring and you know there are certain guys within the program we wanted to see that from that we knew could be leaders and uh he was one of them and he did a really good job this spring of upholding our standards but also preaching what we want to get done and he's done a good job of continuing to do that um he's bought into the offense he's learned the playbook inside and out from what we've installed so far and he's been able to play multiple positions so i've been extremely pleased um with the way he's progressing and i think he's going to progress into having a really good senior campaign um and i'm super excited for him and his future but he is doing everything we have asked of him and he's starting to bring others along with him which is great uh, and and you, you're also the the special teams coordinator. So what 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 did you learn about that group in the spring as well? Yeah, you know, one of the things about us on special teams is, you know, I believe in the kiss method. It's to keep it simple, stupid. You know, keep the schemes easy, <laughs> let the kids play fast. And um, you know, one thing that I was like, super excited about was, you know, last year if you go look at what it was on special teams and the things that happened, you know, it was. It wasn't a great showing, um, and a lot of that comes from buy-in on special teams. And after going through the spring, we have a full group of guys on the team that are bought into wanting to be successful on special teams. And uh, that's one thing that I saw this spring was just the amount of effort guys were giving in special teams units, in their drill work when we were working special teams drill work. And that was exciting and encouraging to see because of how much it meant to them and how they want to be good on special teams and can be good. Uh, now, I um, when 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 Johnny came on, I had to ask him. There, there was a play last season. I don't know if you've seen the clip yet against Fort Hayes, where he fielded a punch or surrounded by four defenders. Now, as a special teams coordinator, <laughs> I could ask, is, is that something that you that you recommend, or is that something where you, you know it comes to the sideline and you told him you might not want to do that again? Yeah, you know, those are one of those that you sit there and you hold your breath while it happens. You're wondering why it doesn't fair catch it. And you just hope that you get the ball back at the end of the day. And then we have some kind words on the sideline, like, let's not do that again. <laughs> you know, so, uh, No, we will not be encouraging catching it in traffic without throwing it the fair catch or anything like that. Oh, oh good. Because that's... <laughs> That scared me so last year when he was doing that. I'm like, Johnny, we gotta pick our battles. <laughs> um, okay, so and you 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 also signed a, a very impressive uh, wide receiver class. I felt like for the short amount of time you all had, uh, you came away with some with some really good prospects there. You got Madison Ridgeway from the JUCO ranks. Uh, you've got uh, Jalen Reed from Ardmore, Kevion Williams from Westmore, and I believe you got Ben Harmon out of Cash and. Uh, what do you like about those that group of receivers that you signed? Yeah, you know, one thing that I think whenever you look at that group of receivers that we signed is all of them have really big playability and have a huge upside. You know, Madison has great size. He can run. He has strong hands. 
Um, you know, he has a high football IQ. And then you go look at Jalen, you know, he has great size. He has good hands. You know, you're talking about an all-state track runner uh, who also has, you know, he has big playability. And the nice thing about him is, you know, A and Kevion is their raw talents. You know, you can mold them into what you want them to be. Kevion Williams, obviously one of the fastest kids in the state. Um, I think he proved that at the state track meet. You know, he, you get him the football, there's a chance for him to go um, all the way. You know? And so with those, with those three, you know, we're super excited. Ben played quarterback um, in high school and, you know, he's transitioning over wide receiver and he has a huge upside. He's a guy that you can start fresh with and mold into what you want him to be. But, you know, the beautiful thing about all those guys is you just want to get them the ball in their hands, because if you do, there's, they can make something special happen. And so we're super excited about those guys. You know, Madison's came in this spring and made a great impact. Um, and then these young pups have a have an opportunity to come in and make a splash right away. Now, with uh, Ben, you mentioned he was a quarterback. So what was it about what you saw from him uh, that 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 led you to believe that he'll become a good receiver? You know, one thing that you, you can't ever put a put a price tag on is is competing. Um, you know, and that kid competes and that's something that I love. And that's something that to me really stood out. And he did a lot of things that showed the athletic ability that he has the potential to play wide receiver at the next level. And so I was excited about him because he comes from a great program. Um, and he showed that he can compete and, you know, for him, obviously there's going to be that transition, which is, which is perfectly fine because you're taking someone who's very raw and you can make them what you want them to be. And so that's why I'm excited for Ben. Uh, and and talk, talk, talking to your tight end coach, uh, Coach Dimitri Donald, the other other day, he mentioned about how he looks for um, athletes first. But like, what what other what other traits uh, do you value when you're looking at a potential receiver prospect? Yeah, you know, just looking at certain things. You know, the number one thing that sticks out to me is does the kid want to compete? Um, you know, there's a saying. You know, if a dog don't bite early, he won't bite later in life. And so whenever I'm recruiting a guy, I want to see him compete first and foremost, um, you know, and then after that, whenever you start talking about wide receivers, you start going, you know, does this kid have good body size? Does he have speed? Can he run the route tree? And, you know, one thing that's big to me whenever I'm watching kids is do they catch with their hands? You know, whenever you get in the college ranks and that ball's coming quicker, you can't body catch things. And so, you know, I start to look at those things, you know, hey, can this kid, you know, be a great athlete? But not only that. Does he compete? Does he catch with his hands? Can he run a route three? Um, all those things are extremely important when evaluating. Now, you 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 brought up the importance of catching with your hands and not the body. I, I feel like some people might not know there's a difference. So what what is the the the, the bigger difference and why you want guys that catch with their hands as opposed to with their body? Yeah. So whenever you're catching something with the body, it's like throwing a basketball against a backboard. You know, if you're running a curl and you're trying to catch it with your body, well, you're literally sprinting and having that ball hit you in a chest what's running in the opposite direction of where the ball is going versus where whenever you're catching with your hands and you're using your fingertips to make the catch, you know, you're making that cushioned area. Not only that, but you're preventing DBs from being able to, you know, follow you on the back half and get their hand in there. You can keep the ball away from them. And so it's just overly important to catch the football with your hands you become a bigger target whenever you're able to catch with your hands and you become more reliable whenever you catch with your hands. 
Uh, and and then in the in the in the run game, uh, especially sealing the sealing the edge, uh, blocking is important. And you have a really good one up out there, and Johnny Bazel the fourth. Uh, I, I was really impressed by the blocking I saw from him last year. As the first time I really noticed it. Uh, but how how important is it for you to not only have receivers that can catch, but are are willing blockers and are good at it? Yeah, it's uh, to be honest with you, it's one of the most important things we have in our room. Um, what we do offensively, wide receivers have to block. Um, it's just point blank and simple. And if you aren't able to, you just can't play within our offense. And so uh, for me, it's extremely important. And a lot of times when it comes to blocking, all it is is a want to um, at the end of the day. We could work a thousand different drills, but if you don't want to block, you won't ever block. Um, and so for me, when it comes to blocking, that shows me how much you have love for not only yourself, and pride in how you do things, but also for your teammates. And so um, blocking is extremely important to me. It's one of the top things that we talk about, um, and it's all I want to. And so having guys that can block and buy into blocking um, is extremely important. Our guys did a really, really good spring or uh, job this spring of doing that. Um, and you, you, you're also now co-offensive coordinator. I believe this is the first time in your career now. You're, you're at the title of offensive coordinator in some capacity. What has that uh, adjustment period been like for you going from strictly a position coach to, to now also being uh, part coordinator? Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest things is just the leadership aspect that comes with it. Um, you know, as the position coach, you're really just worried about your position and, you know, answering to you know, the coordinator. And now from that standpoint of getting to co-OC it with Coach Lechtenberg, um, you know, there's a main leadership role that comes with that and organizing and making sure on the offensive side of the ball, we're executing and doing things that we need to do to make sure we're efficient. And 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 how has that gone so far at, uh, with, with, the, with the two of you? Has, has that been kind of a smooth relationship to this point? Is, is it, um, how, how, how is that going? Uh, it's been phenomenal. It's gone great. I've loved getting to work with Coach Lechtenberg and Co. seeing it with him. Um, we are overly communicating. We see eye to eye on a ton of things. And if we don't, we sit down and we talk about it. And we come up with a conclusion that's best for our team. And uh, it's been great to work with him. I've learned a lot from him. Um, it's been great because I've been able to help him transition because he got in here a little bit later than I. And so I was able to help him transition with getting to know people and everything else. And it's been a ton of fun. It's been a great spring. Um, rolling into summer now, and it's been a ton of fun. We see eye to eye on almost everything, and it's been great. Uh, okay, so what 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 would you say? I guess was the biggest takeaway uh, from both your receiver unit and the offense as a whole uh, from the time you had this this spring with you. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you know I took away from it was we have a group of guys that are willing to do the things that not a lot of people are willing to do in the wide receiver room with a lot of the blocking scheme that we do within our offense. But not only that, we have a lot of guys in that room that can make the big play, um, which was extremely encouraging as a position coach. Whenever you have guys that you feel like, Hey, if we can just get them the ball, they can make something special happen. Um, and then the biggest thing from an offensive perspective, walking away with spring uh, is I felt like, you know, from the time we started spring to the time we finished one, they got better. But not only that, they competed, um, you know. And so whenever you have individuals that are willing to go out and compete, you can do something with it. And, you know, in the past, 
I feel like, you know, talking to guys offensively when we first got here, they didn't feel like that was the case. Um, and now leaving out of spring, you know, we got a group of guys that believe they can go out and be successful, which is extremely important. And that just comes from them competing day in and day out and building confidence to be a great unit. Uh, and then on the on the flip side, what 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 do you feel like um, you need to see the, the most improvement from uh, heading into fall camp into the season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, you know, coming out of spring and going into summer, heading into fall camp is uh, we would have great days and then we would have lulls. And I think the biggest thing for us to work this summer is just consistency over a long period of time. Um, and so that's one thing we've talked about as an offense is, you know, having intensity will win you a game here or there, but having consistency will build, will win you a championship. And so the biggest thing for us this summer is just consistently continuing to be great day in and day out going one and know every single day, um, from that standpoint. And the guys have bought into that so far, we've had a great first week, um, and they're doing a really, really good job. And so that's the biggest thing for us heading into fall camp is just making sure we are staying consistent in the things we do and the actions we do. Um, so, okay. So I guess what, what is your goals for the offense as a unit this season and for your wide receiver uh, unit as well? Oh gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> we're, we're developing team goals coming up here in the next week, but um, you know, at the end of the day, as a coach, you know, the biggest things you want to see are guys go out and compete and play hard, um, you know. And so those those for me are the two that just stick out that I want for the position group and for the offense. Because if you can do those two things and carry a lot of energy as well, um, you have the chance to be super successful. Obviously, we want to try and, you know, statistically be in the top 25 of every category that we can possibly be in, um, you know, if not better. Um, from that standpoint. But I think, you know, heading into fall camp and the goals that we want to have is, you know, we want to compete, we want to play hard, and we want to have a lot of energy. And if we can do those three things all together, I think we can be a very successful unit um, and we can go make a splash really quick. Uh, and and you, you're wearing th three different hats. So, like, how, how, how do you kind of find that balance to where you're able to spend a necessary time with special teams, with the receivers and then with the offense as a, as a, as a whole. <laughs> well, organization is the biggest thing. And not only that, I, ha I have great colleagues that I can rely on. And if there's ever a time where I get swamped or anything like that, you know, I can go to them and ask for help. And we have a, I mean, we have a phenomenal staff with a bunch of great experience, uh, not only, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, but, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, we have a bunch of guys that have special teams experience. And so, you know, we can go bounce ideas off each other and everything else. And so I just I work with a great staff that is willing to help and understands that in order for us to be successful, we all have to do a great job. And so they've been phenomenal in helping me if I ever get overwhelmed or anything like that, which has been great. Uh, and you mentioned bouncing off ideas. Uh, Coach Donald had touched on, I believe he said you all lived together when you were both at um, Abilene Christian and there was a whiteboard in the house. So I have to ask. Like how, how how many how many long nights was that? <laughs> right. Like you put two coaches together and a clean whiteboard, and the sky's the limit. So like how how just talk about what that relationship is 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 like, and 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 how it developed into 
what it is now where at least I got the vibe from him that you all are, are, are pretty close. Yeah, that's uh that's my guy right there, Coach Donald. Um, so it, you know, getting to live with him at ACU, it was awesome because we were just bouncing ideas off each other left and right, you know, things he was teaching me, things I was getting to teach him, whether he was teaching me stuff that he was doing, he was part of the option game, special team stuff I was doing. And so that white boy got a lot of use on a lot of days, um, which made it a ton of fun. And, you know, he, he was working with the tight ends and I had worked with the tight ends before within the offense. And so, um, you know, we were able to help each other out. And, I was, you know, he's worked with receivers. And so we bounce ideas off each other. And um, it really helped build our relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of trust between me and him. And, you know, if we ever needed anything or anything like that, we'd be able to go to each other. And so, you know, that relationship for us, he's a, he's a lifelong friend. Um, he's a great colleague and he does a hell of a job in recruiting. And, uh, you know, for me, that's, that's been something that I've loved to learn from him, too, is how he recruits because he does a great job. Um, and so it's it's been a great relationship. I actually still live with him um, right now here, here at UCL. That now, is the whiteboard still there? So the funny thing is, is we're like two minutes from campus now. And so <laughs> whenever we need the whiteboard, we just go straight to campus. But it, 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 it's still in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> still in the closet. <laughs> so what that means is so for now, it will stay in the closet. But at some point, it's probably going to be... <laughs> Oh, yeah. When fall comes around, it'll, it'll be out. It'll have its spot on the couch like it did at ACU. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, let's see. Well, um, hmm, hmm. okay. So, what 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 has been the the biggest challenge for you? Um, kind of having to. Well, you you mentioned the the time management but like has there ever been a time where you felt like you needed to spend more with either the receivers or the special teams and and trying to figure out the best way to do that without cutting out the rest of the your other responsibilities yeah you know you always run into that you know a great example is you know the punt unit's the most important unit out of the special teams um, you know, and so one of the great things about Coach Doral is whenever you tell him you need something um, and it's going to be extremely important to our football team, uh, he's willing to work with you on it. And so, you know, I've been able to go to him on certain days and be like, hey, listen, I, we, we need more time with this unit and maybe not so much time, you know, uh, doing X, Y and Z. Just use individual work for an example. And uh, he's been like, perfect. No problem. We'll get it done. And, you know, as long as we're putting in. Um, work and not putting in time you know there's two different things from that standpoint but uh he's been extremely helpful in helping me uh be able to time manage that and also i just make sure i'm overly organized and i'm making sure you know we're hitting everything we need to hit as a as a position unit as a special teams unit to make sure that we're being successful and we don't do things if they aren't going to help us be successful if it's going to be a waste of time or could potentially be a waste of time, we don't do it. Um, you know, everything we do has a purpose, it has a meaning. And so we're only going to do things that are going to help us as a football team and help us be better. And so there's not a lot of um, wasted time is the best way to put it. And that just comes with being organized and doing the research and to making sure, you know, hey, this is going to help us in the long run. Uh, now, when Coach Sanders came on, I asked him, does he have any names to keep an eye out on? Now, you 
from from an offensive standpoint, receiver standpoint, special team standpoint, are there any players that you saw throughout the spring that maybe the fans should kind of keep an eye out on uh, when fall camp and when the season starts? Yeah, you know, a couple that just, you know, Madison Ridgeway and Johnny Bazell, Diego Richards, and, you know, Davion Dangerfield, all those guys had a great spring. You look at Dante McGee, our tight end who's returning, I think he has the potential to be a really, really good football player um, from that standpoint. You know, there's a bunch of D linemen that could get a lot of recognition as well. You know, Robert Fuentes and uh, Michael Slater, guys like that um, from that standpoint. But, you know, I think we got a couple incoming guys as well that have an opportunity to make a splash really quick, whether it be on offense, defense, um, in the return game or anything like that. And so, you know, we're excited for the group that we got coming back. There's, you know, I could list 30 names right now of guys that are just watching this spring, you know, Kobe Stevens in the back end, guys like that, just the things they were able to do this spring and just how they impressed us. And we're excited for what they do. And um, I think they got an opportunity to make something happen really fast here at UCO. Now you 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 mentioned Diego and Diego was a guy. I he he's been he's he's been unfortunately he's been injured most of his career uh, because when he has played he has been explosive. So what what do you what do you like most uh, about Diego's game because he's he's smaller but he's he's really fast and I feel like you can do a lot of things with him. So what what most do you like about Diego? Yeah, you know, I think you, you kind of hit it on the head. He's, you can do a lot of things with him. Um, you know, he has great speed. He has elite speed at this level. Um, you know, he took a bubble this spring, you know, 75 yards, and it was in the blink of an eye um, that it happened, you know, and he wasn't getting caught. And so, you know, one of the things, too, that I think it makes him a good football player and what I'm excited about him about is he has a want to about himself. He wants to do things to be better. He wants to do things to help him or to help our football team. Um, and so I think whenever you start to look at Diego and what he does good, I think, you know, you can put it on speed, his catching ability, his football IQ. But I think the biggest thing is his want to. He wants to do things to be great, and he wants to do things to help our football team be successful. And just looking at the unit as a whole, I mean, th- this is probably the, the fastest unit I- I've seen covering because you've got Diego, you've got obviously Kavion coming in, you've got Jalen coming in, but you also have Jimmy on Dangerfield, if I recall his tape. He was he was getting to the top of the route before the ball was there. And I think you have another one, um, was it Terrell Davis out of Charlton, that also yep. he has some wheels to him. So, like, how how big is that? to have that much speed just all across the unit. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to put in a word to how special that is because literally, literally you're never, you're never limited, um, you know? And so if something happens to one, you gotta, you know, you're not just out of your speed. You know, we got so many guys that have, have wheels and that if you can just get them the football, they can take it the distance. And so that for an offense and as a coach, you feel very good about that because you're like, man, these guys can make something special happen even whenever there's not a, you know, it's not a huge throw down the field. It's a simple bubble route and Diego takes a 75, you know, those things as a coach, you look great whenever you throw a bubble route and it goes 75, but really, you really didn't do a whole lot. That's <laughs> part of the kid just turned <laughs> on the jets. So, um, you know, those, those things, man, are just, you can't put into words how, how important speed is and just having speed. And um, that's what we're excited about is we just have a plethora of it right now. 
Uh, and then earlier you mentioned Madison was in for sprint. Uh, watching his tape, uh, he can do a lot of different things. I've seen him, you know, go across the middle. I, I, I've seen him catch little bubbles. What, what about his versatility? Do you like the? I, I mean, well, I guess about his game overall. Uh, do you like about him? Yeah, he brings great size um, to the room, and he has extremely strong hands. He does a great job of catching the football. Um, he'll be a matchup problem for a lot of people just because of his size and speed and his ability to catch the football. But one of the cool things after coming through this spring was, you know, we asked him to do some things that he's never done before and he did a great job with them. Um, and so I'm super excited for Madison because I think he just brings a lot of versatility um, in a sense of you got a guy uh, that has great, spe uh, great speed, great size and catch the football well. And so whenever you can put those three things on the field and one player, you got a chance for him to be pretty special. I think he has the opportunity to do that. Um. Okay. Let's see. I guess my final football of the question would be now. 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 Johnny mentioned that the receiver unit as a whole went bowling. Now I, I have to ask, who came out victorious in that? <laughs> well, we broke it up into teams, um, and they say my team didn't lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I think it was like me, Johnny, Diego, Madison. Oh, and I want to say one other. I think Dangerfield may have been on our team too, but we 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 sweeped the competition. It was bad. We <laughs> needed the other team needed help. <laughs> oh, that's that's that, that's that's great. That's, well, and then I guess follow for that would be like so. How important is it uh, when you when you go out and and do outings like that? How big is it? Um, in, in terms of relationship building and, and not only for, you know, everybody to kind of get to know each other, but to kind of help develop those, cultivate those meaningful, those meaningful uh, bonds. Yeah. I, it's one of the most important things you can have, you know, you, we can draw up a thousand different concepts, a thousand different things, but if you don't have guys that love each other or guys that, you know, love their coach and a coach that loves their guys that, you know, you won't ever be successful. And so doing things like that, I think, gets lets the players not only see me in a different light other than just coach, um, but it allows me to see them other in, in a different light other than just the player, you know, and get to hang out with them and get to see who they are and get to know them more in depth. Um, and I'm always very honest. You know, I was I had some family stuff come up whenever I first got here to UCO and um, I was very upfront and honest with my guys about what was going on and got the amount of support I got from them and our football team was phenomenal and um you know i think it's important to have that because whenever you can have those relationships uh not only between coach and player but coaches to coaches player to player um you're able to have a different feel of the game because you're playing not just for another guy you're playing for someone that you truly love um and you want to do the best that you possibly can and not let them down and so i think that's extremely important um, and, you know, we'll start our team activities coming up this summer. I'm sure we got some kickball coming up and all sorts of stuff. So it'll be competitive. But it's 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 great, man. I love to get to see those guys outside of, you know, the office and outside of the practice field. And so um, those outings are extremely important. And we're going to do a lot of them, especially this summer, um, just, just to get to hang out and get to know each other better and, you know, build that relationship we want to have on this on this football team. Um, okay, well, uh, before I let you go, I do this with, with, with all the new guests to get to know your questions. So, yeah, um, your favorite sports team, 
My favorite sports team is the Tennessee Titans. They've that's my that's my go-to, man. I'm a Titans fan. Okay, now do we is Malik Willis the future, or, or are you confident in Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> Can I deny that question? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I'm excited for the competition that Malik's going to bring uh, in that room for the Titans. I am. I think he. I think he's a great young football player um, who has a lot of talent. And however it spins, if he wins the job, um, great. If not, he's going to make Tannehill better, you know, because he'll push him. But um, I'm excited for for what that's going to happen over in the in the Titans uh, quarterback room. And then uh, can Traylon Burks replace AJ Brown? Because that was kind of a shocking trade there, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a lot of pressure to put on this man, on this man. man. I know it's it is, but you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. You know, it's hard to say. Can he replace AJ Brown? Because AJ Brown's just such a special athlete. But whenever you watch him play receiver, um, you know he has the ability to come in and be a guy like AJ Brown does. He's a he's a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a wide receiver. And so I'm, I fingers across. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, your 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 favorite activity outside of football? Oh gosh, um, I'm a golfer. I, I like to go out and swing clubs a little bit. I always go play with friends. We always make it a competition. Um, and so I think doing that or getting to hang out with my wife, you know, those are, those are big things for me. Uh, let's see. Your, your, your favorite musical artist. Musical artist. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I mean, I got a couple. But, you know, if I was going on, like, the, the country side of things, I'd have to go, like, George Strait. If I was going on like rap, I'm old school Lil Wayne. That's, you know, those are my go-tos, um, you know, right out the jump. So Now, okay, now it's funny. You mentioned old school Lil Wayne. Now, now so far, the people I talked to, you, Coach Donald, and your quarterback, Stephon Brown, in the old Lil Wayne camp. Now, your running back, Jace Gardner, at first, just said Lil Wayne in general. Then you tried to clean it up towards the end and say old Lil Wayne. Now, I don't know if that's been have had have conversated yet, but um I just want to put that put it out there that in, in your locker room so far it's 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 three to one because I'm not counting Jason's old school because he's trying to you try to kind of clean that up at the last second. At the last second. Uh, okay, yeah we have to talk, have to talk with Jay say hey man you gotta put some respect on it old school little Wayne man uh let's see okay your your favorite TV show Oh gosh, uh, you know if I had to had to put one, it'd probably be Entourage. I love that show. Okay, uh, let's see your your favorite food. Uh, I'm a mac and cheese guy. I don't even know if it counts as food. It's more like a side, but I love mac and cheese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, um, are you a, are you a gamer at all? I am. I am a gamer. I'll, I'll hop on the sticks a little bit. I play a little Call of Duty, some Madden, 2K every now and then, but Call of Duty and Madden are my top two. Now, are you are you, are you PlayStation, Xbox, or PC? See, I'm, I'm like an old soul because I'm on Xbox. That's what they tell me. I say everybody says I need to get updated, but man, that's, I can't get rid of the Xbox. It's a classic. <laughs> okay. Um... Hmm. Okay. Do, do you, now when you when you when you played in term in terms of gear, were, were you were you a guy that that 
was heavy in the gear or were you kind of just plain, just give me the gloves and I'll, I'll go out there and, and just put in work? Uh, I was a give me the gloves, let me go to work type guy. Uh, and if I tried to lie on that, I'm sure I'd have a bunch of buddies call me and be like, hey, you're lying. You didn't care once about gear. Um, so, I, I man, if I, as long as I had a pair of cleats, I was good to go. That's all I needed. Um, you know, I I didn't really care about the gear and all that other stuff. I just I just like to play ball. Can't see. And, and did you have any uh, pregame routines that you normally would do? Uh, you know, other than listening to music, that was about it. I I just hung out. I wasn't big in doing a bunch of pregame stuff. Now I had a I had a pregame or a game day shirt. I still wear it to this day. It, it's an old shirt now. Um, but you know, I still wear that shirt. Um, from that standpoint, that's that's a tradition for me. But other than that, I didn't have a bunch of you know pregame rituals or anything like that. I just listen to music, get my mind right, and then be ready to go play. Oh, okay. I guess my my final question would be um, to 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 those who still might kind of be on the fence about coming out, giving you all a chance this year. What would you say to those people in terms of what they can kind of expect uh, from the from the team if they were to come out and see them play this this season? Yeah, you know, I think one thing, or you know, a couple of things that you guys can expect to see, just getting to know our team and as we've been working to them, is I think you'll see a team that is playing hard, they're competing, and has a lot of energy. Um, you know, we talk about being selfless, tough, and disciplined. You know, those three things fall into being selfless, tough, and disciplined. And so I think those are the things whenever you come out and watch us, you'll see a team that's playing very selfless, selfless football. Um, you know, see a team that's playing tough football and see a team that's playing disciplined football. Well, Coach, I, I appreciate you taking time this uh, afternoon to come on and talk to me. You kind of kind of scared me there yesterday when you sent me that message yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I know, I know to get the days messed up, but I'm like, okay, I think this. <laughs> I think I, the days mesh together sometimes. I'll tell you that much. So like yesterday, I was like, I gotta go. It's almost three o'clock. I got a meeting to be on. <laughs> oh, see, when you, when you said that, because I, I, I had I recorded three three of these on Monday, so you know I'm like still kind of somewhat fried from that, and I'm like, okay, is it Wednesday or is it t-? so? Uh, you had me scared for a moment. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh <God." laughs> well, I apologize. I didn't mean to scare you, but man, those days are meshing together. I was like, holy heck, it's three o'clock. I'm supposed to be on this call right now. <laughs> luckily, you got me straight. <laughs> well, as a, as a, I, I, I do appreciate you uh, uh, c- coming on. You're more than welcome to come back, and, and I'm wishing you the best of luck this season. I really, I really think we we got really good pieces there on on offense. I think um, last year there was you know injury wise and, and whatnot, but I'm just looking at what we have and the incoming freshmen that look really, really, really good. Uh, I, I really feel like they we could be in for a pretty good season offensively. Yeah, you know, I hope so. I think, you know, one thing we've had is old guys step up that have been here, and then we've brought in a bunch of good new talent, um, you know, across the board and in all sorts of places. And um, we're excited for the guys that we got, and I think we have a chance to be special next year as long as we go out and take care of business. Right, right. Well, like I said, Coach, I, I appreciate it. And um, like I said, any 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 time you want to come on, you're, you're, you're more than welcome to. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for everything you do, you know, with the show and getting our brand out there in a positive light, man. We really appreciate you. Well, no problem, Coach. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. We can have a good rest of your day. And, uh, we'll be sure to do this again. All right, Coach. Thank you. You too. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. So, again, I want to thank Coach Curley for coming on here, taking time. Uh, this has been two really good interviews there between him and Coach McDonald. This is very good. This is what I'm ho hoping to see here. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the wide receiver unit. You know, that that that's a unit looks a lot different now than we did after the Central Missouri game to end last season. I, I like what we've got. I like what we've got. I feel like the, 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 the talent, the talent level is there. We, we're just lacking experience because outside of Diego and knock on wood, that this man can stay healthy because again, as we all know, when Diego was healthy, our Diego is, is very explosive. And if you don't believe me, go back to that Missouri Southern game and you will see the, the, the impact that was lost when Diego was hurt and Marquise King was hurt and there was no deep threat and you saw how limited that, that, that offense, offense was, uh, which is also why I'm very glad that we have a very explosive, fast receiving corps. Probably the fastest receiving corps. And if we're looking from top to bottom, I mean, I, I granted you could say, what was that, 2017, right? Because you had JG, you had Josh Crockett. Uh, there was Dustin Boskis that he was either hurt or buried at that point. Uh, there, there was the Elliot Curry, but I mean, you're just, you're just, you're looking. I mean, Diego Richards is a burner. Jamion Dangerfield's a burner. Kevion Williams out of Westmore is a burner. Uh, Jalen Reed, a guy out of Ardmore that is typically fast. I, I compared him to Mikhail Hall as signing day. I think he's a faster version of Mikhail Hall. And then you got Terrell Davis, and again, I said reminds me a lot of, of Lily Curry. I think the, the biggest thing is just the lack of experience at the collegiate level outside of my man, John Amazel IV, because Peyton lost the Missouri State transfer. I, if he played a lot last year, I, I don't recall him doing much of anything. That's a guy I would like to see uh, really up his production. And obviously, you got the Juco, Madison Ridgeway, who if you listen to that signing day, I'm extremely high on, on, on that man. That that tape was really good. And, and I really feel like he can come in here and make a, make a pretty big pretty big impact. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing that unit, the, the offense as as a whole. I just I just feel like, you know, if if the growth that Coach Donald said about Steph is, is on point and the offensive line comes together, should have a better year offensively. I think if you're a long time UCL fan, especially these past four or five years, you've gotten used to high scoring offenses. And we just, we, we did not see that last year. I did for a bevy of reasons that I, I, I have I have I have talked on and probably will harp on again at a later date. So uh, I'm I'm looking looking forward to seeing here what we're looking like. And um gonna try I'm gonna try I'm gonna reach out to some more coaches here in the coming days, try to get some off for next week. Also might have another baseball one in the works. I was contacted actually uh by a former player that 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 saw the Kyler Patterson one-on-one uh, -on -one that that I actually had reached out so you might you might see something on the baseball front here uh as soon as well as some more coaches like i said i'm gonna try to get on as many as i can this month and then kind of save coach doral for when we do the 
the uh, season preview there because you're not doing we'll just we'll just kill two birds with one stone on that front so uh, i hope you enjoyed the the very busy week of content uh until next time my name is jonathan goodo aka jg smooth i'll talk to you all later